My best friend is an Irish heiress. She was royalty from Ireland. Had a huge inheritance. We're talking $30 million. But it turns out Mayor Smith is actually an international con artist. And police are hunting for her. She's left a trail of devastation in her wake. This is not normal to be outside her place. I would rather die than let her get away. Listen to Queen of the Con every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL fans, go to NFLshop.com and check out all the latest officially licensed NFL gear today. Looking for the perfect gift or just gearing up for the 2021 season? NFL Shop is the ideal place to get the gear players and coaches wear on field. Your favorite player's jersey or gear customized just for you. Choose from the largest assortment for all 32 teams anywhere. NFLshop.com is your source for the best selection of officially licensed NFL products from jerseys, apparel, hats, collectibles, and more. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com today. What are the ingredients for a perfect telenovela? Obviously, you need twins, a rich one, and a not-so-rich one. You need a terrible accident and mistaken identity. Throw in a charming prince, a cruel stepmother, and a father with dark secrets. Oh, and don't forget the nun. Wait, there's a nun? This show has all that and much more. Princess of South Beach, a telenovela like you've never heard it before. Listen to Princess of South Beach on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Record Store Society, a production of iHeartRadio. The song summer or something like that. Ah, literal. Uh, I like always, it. Not always so literal, but like a lot of the time. I fully yeah. And and I don't know if it's because those songs tend to come out in the summertime, and so you hear you you know you play those songs over and over again, so it kind of s- sticks to your memory as like that being a summer song. Not sure. No, I, I, I totally understand that logic and I follow you. Oh, hey, hi. Uh, welcome to our record store. Uh, I'm Seth. This is Tara. Um, we're, we're just sitting around talking and we're going to help you out with anything you need. But for now, just give us a shout if you need anything. All right. Tara, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. I was just saying also, you know, if it's not just the obvious, like mentions the word summertime or something in it, um, songs that I listen to over and over again on summer vacations are like automatically summer mm. songs for me. Interesting. No, I, I I think I think us talking about this today is definitely gonna like bring up personal definitions. Just like when we were talking about winter songs with a uh, Farbod. Uh, I guess what like half a year ago since that Gosh. was in the winter time. Oof. Whoa, time flies. Seasons. <laughs> um, Seasons. But, but, uh, oh, but but uh, hey, check it out. Look who's here. It's Blake Gamel. Hello, Blake. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. Uh, Hi, Blake. So, so Blake, I'm glad you're here because um, a while ago you sent Tara and I your first single from your upcoming thing. So, so, so first of all, let me let me just get all the all the stuff straight. So you've played in a lot of bands here around the Atlanta area, but you yeah. go by BG.FM. That's like your like solo moniker, correct? Yeah, correct. Excellent. Like 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 like. Tell me about the other uh, the the other the other musical projects you've done. What what are some things that you've loved working on around here in Atlanta? Um, I recently had a band called Pike Company, which I loved because it was sort of just a bunch of best friends and it was conceptually something I love. Previously to that, I had this band called Big Jesus, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and on and on and on since I was like a literal preteen, I've been doing bands and stuff. So there's an endless list and there's probably two or three that I think are still cool. Very nice. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And, um, hmm. 
I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I know the album's coming out pretty soon. It's what, June 9th? Yeah. And then uh, the actual name of the album is Tangerine. And then like, the first single that I've heard and saw the video for is Cruel Nasty World. I mean, it must be hard to kind of like plan this stuff during a pandemic because you don't know where it's going to go when it's done, right? Like, like, like you, you make something, you put it out there and you're like, oh, I presume that people will be able to like enjoy this eventually. But you don't really know, right? Well, not in this case. It was sort of an accident, to be honest with you. I started making songs because I was I was bored. And then they sort of, I sort of just would reach out to this person or that person, like, hey, you want to do something for fun? Mm-hmm. And then so-and-so thought this was good or that was good. And it all spiraled out of control. It was I never had a plan to like make an album. Right. And then this, then these other people found out about it and it just happened. And so now I get to worry about whether people are going to like it or not. <laughs> So the stress has just moved along as I, and grown as it's as it's happened, but I'm very stoked. Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I, I think that's the best way to go about making art is like accidental art, art without um, art without purpose, art without uh, expectation. You know, especially when it comes to like financial and popularity based expectations, where it's just like, nah, fuck it, art's fun. Yeah, you know, art's pretty. I mean, yeah, it's like I I can't remember where I read or who said it or whatever, but it's. It's recommended that artists create for the sake of creating what makes them happy and not what makes other people happy. Because then you're always just going to be wondering, oh, am I doing this okay? Blah, blah, blah. Why don't people like it? I mean, I'm sure you still wonder about that, like even if you're creating something more yeah. for yourself. But it does kind of take that off. Like, this is this is what I like. This is what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. people say that to you your whole life. And then musicians or, or artists or whatever are just hard-headed and we don't listen. And, <laughs> you know, I had a band and some things that were career-driven and it was sort of a black cloud. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. So yeah. At coming off of that, just making music for enjoyment, I've been blissfully happy. And if only my friends come and see me, that's totally fine. No, I, I 110% agree. Like, like there is this point, um, cause I was absolutely like an art school kid where I would like, you know, was trying to be like a painter. Like that was my like big goal in life. And everything's cool when you're in school. Cause everyone's telling you like, Oh, don't worry about the audience and paint for yourself. And, and Hey, popularity means nothing and all that stuff. And then you get out into the world and you actually have to worry about like business and capitalism. And suddenly (laughs) it's literally one-to-one popularity equals money. Like that's literally how business works. Like there's no way around that. You might be able to like only be popular to a certain niche audience. And perhaps that's enough for whatever your like monetary goals are. And this is in all of art I'm talking, you know, whether it's film or dance or poetry or whatever, but you still need to be popular to an audience. Even if it's a small audience, you need to be very popular to actually make money and be like a capitalist in our society. And that's it's counterintuitive to everything that like anyone tells you and anyone teaches you being an artist growing up is like, Oh, 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 but don't forget this better be popular. If it's not popular, you're fucked and you're, you're going to be poor. (laughs) And that's, that bums me out. So anyway, anyway, all this to say, I love where you're going with this Blake. And I love that it's coming out of like such a a pure, wonderful place. And uh, I'm I'm excited to hear more because I love the first uh, single that I've heard. So tangerine, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to add, too, that I've been a big fan of Pike Company and Big Jesus over the years. Um, last summer, I made a um, a playlist uh, as like a partnership with Abadabas, which is like a shoe company here. Oh, they yeah, sell yeah. a lot of Doc Martens and stuff. 
and I put a lot of songs that reminded me of summer from my teenage years because it was also sort of like, you know, we were entering the pandemic and nostalgia was kind of a comforting thing for me. And then also a lot of local bands and like newer indie stuff that had that same feel that those nostalgia songs gave me. Uh, and Pike Company made the made the list. Nice. You did. Yes, and it was great. Man, that playlist got so many likes. I was actually really surprised. <laughs> it got some love and it was a surprise for me because you were just like, oh, hey, sup, you're on this playlist. <laughs> I hope you're happy about it. Like, yeah, of course I accept. And then it was just great. <laughs> it was fun. I, I listened to it a ton, even just like good, solid playlist. It's also For funny because sure. that was a year ago now, right? Well, that was yeah. last summer. So that, that was, yeah. that, that was the playlist of last summer. Um, Blake, you're in here while we're talking about summer songs. We're about to do the high fidelity game. So I hope you join us. And I, 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 it's 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 just funny, like what makes a summer song, and what what, what Tara was just saying uh, before he came in was uh, almost in the literal sense, like saying summer, being summer, get, getting like memories formed during summer is what what was Ooh. making her list. I, I I can't wait to hear more from you, Tara. Uh, would you mind uh, uh, kicking down this list for us? Definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, like I said before, a lot of the songs that I chose for my high fidelity list is a lot of them are like straight up very summery songs like the word summer is even mentioned in a few of them but some are summer because of you know growing up uh, near the lake or on the lake and listening to dad rock <laughs> a lot yeah. or um you know, or even just like going to the beach in the Carolinas. I mean, not, I grew up in Tennessee, which is not far from like South Carolina and I have family there. So going to the beach in the Carolinas has a whole other summer element to it. So that's actually where I'm going to start. So for number five, it's a song from 1963 and it's uh, by Major Lance and the song is Monkey Time. So yeah, it's like a, a 60s R&B kind of dancey song um, written by Curtis Mayfield, actually, but it went to the top of the charts. Major Lance is actually Keisha Lance Bottoms' dad. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, the mayor of Atlanta. But um, the song reminds me of vacationing in the Carolinas with my family, but also the movie Shag. It's not on the Shag soundtrack, so I'm not sure why. But I, I mean, I do know why. It's because that's like beachy 50s, 60s um, R&B is beach music which shag the shag dance is actually danced to interesting um, oh. yeah it's like kind of a, a it's a couples dance type of dance um that uh is often danced to beach music like i said and then the beach music is that 50s 60s r&b music like drifters the dominoes the four tops kind of a thing um but yeah, the movie Shag, it has Phoebe Cates and Bridget Fonda and they run off to Myrtle Beach um, to escape their like, you know, uh, middle class families after high school. And um, 
they're dancing the shag and they're meeting boys and it's set in Myrtle Beach. So I don't know. It just kind of has this whole like summer vibe to it. And so, yeah, this song, every time I hear it is such a beach song for me, a summer song. It goes on all the beach playlists on all the summer playlists that I make usually. So excellent song. I have never heard this song. You probably, I, I feel like you have. Is it one of those ones where everyone knows it, but they, they don't quite know what it is? Probably. Man, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, and this song too, it's such a happy song and it starts with horns blasting and then um, it's like super groovy and he, and, you know, he talks about feeling the groove and then he, like the, kind of the, like right before the chorus kicks off, he said, he's like, are you ready? Are you ready? And it's such a like hype song kind of, uh, maybe from back in the day, if you think about it, <laughs> I don't know. I love it. It's such a fun song. Yeah. Cool. All right. So number four, y'all are going to laugh. You're going to laugh. <laughs> I'm already laughing at myself. Okay. This came out in 2020 mm-hmm. during the pandemic. The Artist is Harry Styles, and the song is Watermelon Sugar. I don't know if I could ever go without watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high, watermelon Let's go. <laughs> I could have sworn you were going to say something else, but that one got me. Yeah, I don't know. something. I mean, it already sounds like such a summery song, but um, when it came out, he dedicated the song to touching because, you know, we were all like avoiding each other. Mm-hmm. The music video was him on the beach with like a bunch of bikini clad women and men dancing on the beach and eating watermelon. The whole thing is just embodiment of summertime. Right. And then um, I think it came out in like, yeah, May, late May or something like that. So right at the beginning of summer 2020. But not only is it a summer song for me, because I listen to it over and over and over again all summer long. I love Harry Styles. But it's also a pandemic song for me. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget that. It just had such a mark in that, in this sort of pandemic cycle. A light, a light, a bright, nice light in just this terrible, weird time. Right. That we all lived through. So, um, yeah. Do you I, like that song? I, I have never heard this song. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? No, no. Excuse me. I, I, where would I have heard it? <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, no. <laughs> Traffic lights. Any, anywhere with an yeah. internet connection. It was huge. It no, was no. Huge. I, I, I don't believe I've heard it before. Um, oh, I, I have nothing against um, One Direction or Harry Styles or anything. I've just literally never heard any of it. I, I definitely think he's yeah. touching something cool with that song. It made me think, it made me excited. It's like, what's he, what's he going to do next? Mm. He's yeah. like shedding his boy band image and he's touch, he's like sort of recalling some classic sound in that song. So you know, like, like what does he sound vibe. like? So I, I'm a person who has never heard his, his music before. What's yeah. a genre? What's a vibe that he's selling me? Okay. I never thought about this before until I saw this music video on YouTube. And then I watched this like a thousand times, but he covers Peter Gabriel sledgehammer. And I was like, Hmm. Oh my gosh, he sounds like Peter Gabriel. Okay. So, so I mean, so almost like a smooth adult contemporary kind of vibe. He's like the, he's like the aughts version of Michael Hutchins. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, Sexy, I've, like cool boy, um, crooner kind, not a crooner, like in the eighties kind of crooner. I mean, like Michael Hutchins was, but not like when I think, when I say crooner, I'm thinking of like, um, crowded house and you know, that eighties voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I don't know. He, yeah, he's, he's got, he's got the magic. He's got the magic. Yeah. It's kind of like swaggery, like handsome boy R&B. <laughs> <laughs> Slash if that can be a sound. A little right, bit. Slash right. rock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. Um, what's crazy though, and I did not know this until recently, is that the title of that song, Watermelon Sugar, and, and the hook was inspired by this book called In Watermelon Sugar, which I have never read, but now I really want to. Um, it's a, a post-apocalyptic book. Um and I was just reading about it on on the internet, and it says um, the old destroyed world represented by forgotten works, and talks about how this woman or character c- collects forgotten things, and how um, uh, everything is just sort of gone, and it's like a trash world. And I don't know when he wrote it, or like if he wrote it during the pandemic and released it all in that short amount of time, I don't know the timeline there, but thinking of just the plot of this book next to the pandemic and how he dedicated it to touch, which is almost like a forgotten thing during the pandemic. There's so many layers, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just about sex. I mean, and that, I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. If you think about it in a different level, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I'll I'll have to hear it. I I know people speak well of him. Well, everyone except Jason Sudeikis, because he stole his wife. But, you know. Ooh. (laughs) Or maybe they were just engaged. I don't know. All I know is uh, Olivia Wilde is with Harry Styles now, right? I think so. Yeah. That's, that's all I know. That's what I know about Harry Styles <laughs> is that Jason Sudeikis is sad now because of Harry Styles. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I said, I don't know anything. I know nothing. <laughs> it's a great song. Great pop song. Nice. Uh, all right. So number three, um, from the year 1972, the band is Steely Dan. The song is Dirty Work. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do your... Wow. Yeah, this goes back to the whole dad rock thing that I was talking about. I mean, honestly, any Steely Dan song would have worked here, but I went with dirty work because I distinctly remember hearing this going to the beach, like in the car, windows down. Right. I distinctly remember hearing this song. Um, it's from the album Can't Buy a Thrill. It's um, has all those great elements of Steely Dance song. Tender voices, saxophones, guitars, keys, uh, and uh, throw in a slice of infidelity. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, Plus it's just catchy as hell, too. It's like, so oh, catchy. Yeah. I, I yes. feel like this is one of those um, like vintage songs that when whenever you see someone hear it for the first time, there's like that moment of like, hey, who's this? You know, like like, yes. like it feels like this like Immediate. secret treasure when everyone hears it for the first time. They're like, whoa, 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 this this one's special. What's what's this one? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's an immediate one for me. Like as soon as I heard this song, I loved it. 
Right. Yes. This song is so summer. When we were, when I was like a little kid, this song is like an early childhood song for me. Oh, my wow. dad had this old truck and we had a family of six that used to sit just like in the bench seat of the truck right, with right. like kids in laps and everything. And like whatever the classic rock station was, that's what Mr. Gamble was playing. <laughs> and I, I have such a memory of just like cruising around hot Georgia, listening to Steely Dan and others. And so this song is so great. It's just the best. Yeah. And there's an endless wealth of like lore and all kinds of crazy stories with Steely Dan. That is super cool. Oh, I don't know any of the the cool stories. I should look into that. Wait, isn't there, is there a um, 33 and a third book Steely, for Steely Dan, Seth? Do you I think know? there's one for Aja, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder if it's any good. Yeah. Is there a Steely Dan documentary? Yes. That's what I was going to say. An Aja specifically documentary, which is Ooh. so cool. Hmm. Nice. I need to watch that. Interesting. Like this week. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a who's who of the 70s playing on this record. And Man. It's phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and this song is so good. Can you, like, you can already imagine yourself sitting in the car, rolling down the road, Windows down, singing at the top of your lungs to the song. Such a summer vibe. 100%. Absolutely. Any Steely, Do- Steely Dan song. Honestly, any Dad Rock song, too. <laughs> Just I, I feel choose like one. <laughs> every, everyone kind of like gets like their artist that they kind of like get connected to by listening to on their parents' radio, like on a dock on a summer day. Yeah. And, and um, like I, I know friends who like, they swear by Billy Joel because of that reason. Same thing mm-hmm. with like the Doobie Brothers. Same thing with like yes, w- whatever. Brothers. It's just like, it's like Rod Stewart sitting on a dock with your parents, like little transistor radio playing some, you know, AM hits. And it's, it's stuck in your brain because it's a uh, Pavlovian, you know, it's, it's, it's attached yeah. itself to a it positive is. memory. That's right. All the notes. Yep. You hate it at the time because <laughs> you don't get a choice. Right. And then you realize way later, like, wow, music is actually so powerful because it took you immediately when you said this song, it took me back to a certain place when I was a kid, like when my parents were listening to it. And yeah. I, consciously or not, they were like passing that special thing down to me, mm-hmm. which is oh, really, yeah. really interesting and cool. For sure. Uh, this is not on my list, but I have a distinct memory. I was so I was born in Pensacola. Florida, but my dad, cause my dad was in the Navy, but my dad lived there after, and my parents got divorced and I moved to Tennessee, but I visited him almost every summer. And I have a distinct memory. One time I was nine years old, riding in the car with my dad, we were going to the beach and I heard rock steady on the radio. And now every time I hear rock steady, I think of that. I think that's what the whispers of somebody, I forget rock steady. Um, but yeah, I, every, every single time I hear that song, I, I can remember that yeah. very distinct moment. It's crazy. I have one of yeah, those that's... with, um, always something there to remind me. Ooh, what's your memory? Oh, uh, my parents and my brother and my sister, we were on our way up for like a ski trip heading up into the mountains. And, uh, I think my, me and my brother and sister were using our gloves, like our ski gloves as like they were little people and they were dancing along to the song. And it's like, wow. like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like that memory, I, I don't have memories from that age. You know what I mean? But because there's something associated with it, whether it be this song that has continued into my life, you know, like that, that song is still pretty fucking killer. There's something to remind yeah. me is a pretty great song. Um, 
So I, I, it, it lives on. You know what I mean? There is always something to remind you <laughs> of that moment. <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, <laughs> it was right there. Uh, mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there are so many songs like that that you grow up hearing, and for whatever reason, I don't know why it feels like all of them were summer related, or like remind me of summer, or like some summary memory in my childhood. I can't wow. remember those same moments in the wintertime with my parents or their music. Can I you? I think I agree. I think I agree. The Southern summer is just so long. Yeah. And also it's true. just the best thing about being a young person. So, and it's the best part of like being a young adult too and breaking free from your home. Mm. In the South, especially because like, I think a lot of it is centered around being outside and doing this and that and going swimming and being wild, and doing your thing. Yes. And I have more related to that, what you exactly just said, okay. but uh, not for the next one. The next one <laughs> is not something my parents played, but every time I hear it, it reminds me of summer, and I always listen to it the most in the summertime, and it includes the word summer. It's from 1983. The band is Style Council, and the song is Long Hot Summer. Remember Style Man, Council? I, 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 this song. I, I, don't, oh. I, I do not think about this often. Yeah, this is interesting. This song. Oh, did I say this is number two? Yeah, number two. Um, I mean, it starts with a shimmer. And literally when I hear this song, I can picture like the sun reflecting on water, how it ripples. Mm-hmm. Swimming pool, lake, ocean, whatever. Like I can picture that. That is such a summer thing. And also I read uh, this um that so this song came out in 1983. They're British style council. Apparently, in 1983, was the longest or like the uh, I think one of the uh, longest heat waves that that they had in the UK when the song came out. 1983, <laughs> but you know they wouldn't have known that until after the fact. So right. it was really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't heard that, but that is absolutely the coolest name for a group ever. Style Council. <laughs> Style Council. Oh my God. They're cool. They're just cool dudes. Um, they do a really good job of blending elements of like jazz and R&B and soul and pop all together. Um, yeah. And funk maybe in some cases. Super cool 80s band for sure. But yeah, Long Hot Summer. Super summery track. All right. We are down to my number one song already hit us with it so when you're talking about you know like those long southern summers and doing this or that uh outside um i well let me just say the song before i tell the story it's from 1994 so my teenage years the band is the breeders and the song is saints Yeah, I used to listen yes. to this. It's so man, that entire album, I'll just say this entire album is such a summer album. Right. So right. good. Last splash. And splash, that's a summery thing, right? You're like splashing into the pool. Cannonball. 
This is going to sound a little silly because there's nothing to back this up. That album feels like the adventures of Pete and Pete. (laughs) It is that freedom and that summerness and that running around and having these like otherworldly fantastical adventures, but also kind of located in like a suburban situation. Oh yeah. But, but I, the, you know, the breeders have nothing to do with the adventures of Pete and Pete, but those are just two vibes locked together in my head. You never know. Those, the Adventure of Pete and Pete had so many cool like 90s rock people on the show and involved yeah. in the music. So who knows? Maybe there's Somewhere. an episode with Kim or <laughs> Kelly on it. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I used to listen to this album a lot when I was a teenager, especially when I was mowing the grass in the oh, wow. summer. Wow. Yeah. That was like my way of getting out of the house. I'd be like, can I mow the yard? <laughs> my dad's like, yeah, have at it. You know, he's like... This is ha This is how we trick her into liking yard work. Just let her go <laughs> drive the riding lawnmower, listening to her music. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, this whole summer album, this whole album has a summer feel to me. Um, but this song in particular resonates with me because of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just scream summertime. Okay, listen, hot metal in the sun. Pony in the air, Suey and Saints at the fair. And then the chorus says, summer is ready when you are. Hmm. And it's such a summery song. For sure. That's great. Absolutely. I think that's a great choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's my list. Of all of all the uh, summer songs, too, it's interesting. Like, you know, obviously I haven't picked my list yet because it's not my turn yet. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we mentioned it briefly. There's a bunch of like stereotypical summer things. I think Beach Boys is probably like a number one. <laughs> and yeah. I, I wonder if all three of us will be able to avoid like the siren song of the Beach Boys. Because like that just seems so inevitable. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I try to keep mine personal. But when we go to that, our short list. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a reluctant short list choice. Right, right. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> avoid it. it. It has to be there. Because it's, <laughs> because it's so true. The, the the Beach Boys do sound like the summer. But anyway, we, 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 we need to wait and see. We need to see if they'll appear in any of our lists. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Blake, how about you go next? So uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll, we'll all take a, you know, smoke break, tea break, coffee break. And uh, Blakey, go around the store, gather up your records, and we'll come right back and continue, all right? Okay. My best friend is an Irish heiress. She was royalty from Ireland. Had a huge inheritance. We're talking $30 million. But it turns out Mayor Smith is actually an international con artist. And police are hunting for her. She's left a trail of devastation in her wake. This is not normal to be outside her plate. I would rather die than let her get away. Listen to Queen of the Con every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey guys, this is Maddie. 
and Kenzie Ziegler, and we have a podcast called Take 20. This is so exciting. I know. We've been wanting to do this for so long. It's been a long time coming, but I feel like we're in a really good point in our lives where we have a lot to talk about. I'm actually really happy that I grew up with you because I could not do it alone. Oh my gosh, that's not really emotional. Well, it's true. It took a while to get to this point. We hated each other. I know. Like, we actually, I hated you so much. I know. We used to tell each other that too, which is terrible. Okay, but honestly, I don't think we hated each other that much because we would sleep in the same room. Every night, even though we'd fight. I'm so excited for everyone to get to know us on a personal level and not just through social media. So this is going to be really interesting and fun. I know. I was literally saying today, I was like, I wonder if we're going to like fight. I feel like there will be lots of laughs. You know what's so bad? Once we start laughing, we can't stop. We can't stop. Nope. That's going to be a huge problem. No. But listen to Take 20 on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back. We are talking about our top five summer songs. By whatever definition, we happen to narrow that down to. Uh, I I think probably all three of us will have different criteria. Uh, Tara has gone. Blake, it's your turn. Now, now Blake, kind of let us into your thinking process. How did you narrow down what you considered to be a summer song? Okay, my mind has been reeling. And when I first started this, it was songs that make me like jump around in my apartment. Sure. But there are so many of those. So I think the, I think I'm going to copy Tara and just keep it extremely personal. Um, most of these songs reference eras in my life. And I think I'll just explain. And uh, I think I think you guys are going to dig my list. I'm excited to hear it. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, I'll say the, I'll, I'll say the name of the song first. <laughs> the band is R.E.M. And the song is Night Swimming. Night Swimming Serves a quiet night. Amazing choice. Amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. First of all, it's self-reference. It's a reference of summer directly. But secondly, I think it is the absolutely like the most perfect song for like the end of a long, great day and driving home. Mm, yeah. It's so reflective. Uh, it's it's so pretty and like to me it just reminds me of being a young person and i had i did x summary activities all day with my friends and we were just like wiling around the city and then when i'm driving home by myself at three in the morning it's night swimming all the way up with the windows down yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I, i remember actually defending this song to a friend of mine where she said it was a sad song. And I'm like, no, 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 this is a happy song. Because this song to me, it's it's for everything you just said. It's that when you are a very specific age where you have freedom and mm-hmm. mobility, because like there, there, there's like, you know, the freedom of like ages, like, you know, I don't know, six through 10, where, you know, you don't have like, you know, homework and bills and <laughs> a job or anything, but... You also can't just go wherever you want, whenever you want. But then there's like that magic age, let's say between like, oh, I, I'm sure it depends on the parents, but I'm going to say like 
16 through like, I guess maybe it's just 16 through like 18 when you can drive, you can go out on your own, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And maybe your parents are, you know, relaxed enough to let you get away with it. And you can't just have these wacky adventures in the middle of the night, you know, like you and your friends decide we're, we're going to go find a swimming hole. You know, you and your friends can be like, hey, let's find the closest casino, you know, hey, <laughs> let's, uh, let, let, let's, let's build a, a rope swing. You know what I mean? Like just, just dumb shit that you can just do yeah. wherever. And uh, yeah, no, I, I like, like I, I fully agree that that's what this song makes me think of too, you know? Yeah. And the lyrics too. I mean, well, I just love that first line. It's like night swimming deserves a quiet night. How you right. can just kind of reflecting on the day, like you said, the uh, the day of maybe spending time with your friends and then thinking about it or like having that quiet moment with it. Um, but then related to what you were saying, Seth, that part where they say something about the fear of getting caught. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, such a good song, man. Love it's so romantic. And I think that a lot about a lot of summers in my memory and a lot, most people's memories are you see them through a rose colored lens. Right. <laughs> and this song is the ultimate rose colored lens of your day or week or whatever. Right. It's that thing. Um, it's the reason why uh, psychics uh, can trick people. Uh, confirmation bias, where like what you do is you focus on the positive and the connection and you focus on the things that are right and you ignore everything that, that you know, all the misses. You, you ignore everything that doesn't line up with the narrative in your mind. And so, yeah, we, we all do have these like glorious summers full of adventures and, and you know, friends and like excitement and all this stuff. Yeah. Because we don't remember the boring days. Like, why would you? Why? Why would you remember a day when nothing happened? You only remember the activity and the and, and yeah. the action, you know. But even after a breakup and a you know a summer with a bad breakup, night swimming is there for you in the same way. Like it's just a powerful world that they built in this little song that is just applicable to many situations. And I think it's a magical little thing for that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fully agree. Excellent choice. Thank you. Okay, on to number two. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What, what was, was the previous song your number one choice? Are oh, you- okay. I have to. Okay. First, <gasps> oh, no. I just I just numbered them. This is not a countdown list. Gotcha. These, that these is are impossible. just five songs in any particular, no particular order. <laughs> it is really hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. These okay. are okay. Totally so, fine. Bullet. Let's call this number four, despite the fact that we all understand it's not really a number four then. Right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Pardon me. Song number four. The band is Smashing Pumpkins, and the song is 1979. Nice. Oh, that's that same feelings. Same feelings. Same feelings. That's the previous song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. It's your song. My bad. I think that those two songs are like twin flames, sort of. Yeah. 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 Like that same feeling of remembering the day with your friends. Say you're going, I think they captured it so well in the music video too, with uh, the girl with her hand out the window. Mm -hmm. That moment is kind of like something we've all done. And that's one of those hand out the window songs. Yes. And hand out the window song. I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins nerd and I think they're great. And I think this song is a actual like piece of magic. Yeah. It's just agree. so great. And there's something to be said about like summer songs 
uh, oftentimes, like like uh, the Harry Styles song that Tara said, so a lot of summers are punctuated by the summer smash song. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I don't know if this was a smash song of that year, but it certainly was like a staple for the year and the era. Yeah. And I just think it's really timeless. Now, now how I'm do y'all feel sure about... Oh, sorry. It, go ahead, Tara. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure it was a smash hit at the time, having been... A young person in that time. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like you couldn't go anywhere without someone talking to you about melancholy yeah. and the infinite sadness. Like, MTV would not stop playing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, that video. I felt like they that, played was, videos. that was a really good um, like like barometer. It was a good test to see if you liked other people around you, like their, their taste in music, because it was very mainstream. Like Smashing Pumpkins were everywhere. Mm-hmm. But for some yeah. reason, they were not embraced by like... I, I, I guess I'll say bad people, <laughs> like only good people like the Smashing Pumpkins, people who were like, I, I, you know what I think it was? I think it's because Smashing Pumpkins did have like a bit of a goth edge, a bit of a like metal edge, a bit of like a like um, a bit of, of like the subcultures that the mainstream was still very hesitant to embrace. So I think if you were the kind of person that didn't like the Smashing Pumpkins, even during their like peak it meant you were just kind of like a um, gosh. What's what's the word for it? You were an intolerant person. You were not the kind of person that was going to embrace the other, Snob. embrace other. Yeah, yeah. You 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 definitely were perhaps someone that like you know you stayed at your country club with your sweater tied around your shoulders and you only hung out with a very homogenous group of people. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit younger than you guys, so this song is. Pivotal, pivotal to my <laughs> like early cognizance. Really, the same p- picture I painted about riding around in my dad's truck. We used to also listen to like the. I'm not sure if it was quite 99x, but, but it was close. If it wasn't, we still listen to that too. And it, I mean, it was like Alice in Chains, Nirvana, mm-hmm. Smashing Pumpkins, Hum, all that. And that music is very nostalgic for me about mm-hmm. my young childhood. Right. Now, now, what are y'all's feelings on the sequel to this song, which is Perfect by the Smashing Pumpkins from their, uh, um, gosh, was that, that was on Ava Adore, correct? Or is the album just yes. called Adore? Why, why am I blanking? You're, you're a super fan, Blake. Uh, Fill Ava, me in. <laughs> I, it's just Adore. Okay, and Ava and Adore is the song on Adore, is that correct? I, th- I thought the record was just called Adore. I could see that like handwritten script in my head. Tara, are you looking this up? Yes. <laughs> is Ava Adore the song on Adore? Uh, yes. Gotcha. You have okay, it so correct. That's, the that's what I'm getting is confused. Adore. The song is Ava Adore. Gotcha. Okay. But, but anyway, but but the song Perfect on the album Adore, um, Billy Corgan said not only that he considers it to be a spiritual like sequel to 1979, but if you pay attention and you watch the music video for Perfect, he actually got all the actors from 1979, and it was sort of like a where are they now situation inside that music video, which is a it's kind of fun because they don't like overtly state it, but you just have to kind of like pay attention, you know. I did I not know that. Yeah. That's cool trivia. It's pretty fun. I didn't. I also did not know that. I think when this album came out. Uh, the Adore one, I had started to move past that sort of phase in my life and started listening to more electronic music. Mm. Um, yeah, like trip hop and, you know, Chemical Brothers and Prodigy and stuff like that. So I think I was moving out of the rock alternative genre at that point in my life. I was in college, so I had to listen to something a little bit more 
grown up. Like, like I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, but it's also funny too, because Adore is the first album without Jimmy Chamberlain. Uh, Cause I, I think he was going through, I don't know what he was going through. I, I, at least when we were kids, we all said that he was going through drug problems, but I don't know if that's actually factually true. That's just what us dumb kids thought. Um, <laughs> so um, that's the one that, that heavily uses a drum machine actually is all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am a, I am a lifelong drummer since I was nine years old. So I would, it would be, I would be a moron to not mention the immense power of Jimmy Chamberlain. Oh yeah. And, and for that reason, I, I sort of, uh, was lost on a door as well. I, I think that happened to a lot of people. And I, I think, uh, especially here in America, I think the embracing of electronic music and like club style music was much harder for most Americans. Like in Europe, they, 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 they embraced it whole, wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, here in America, I think we're still kind of a little, wishy-washy. Like I, I still remember when the postal service, um, give up when that album came out and I bought it and I was playing it around some friends of mine. I had to be a little like, like I had to like give a caveat. I'm like, all right guys, now this is going to sound a little electronic. Okay. But it's good. So just <laughs> <laughs> listen up, you know, this is a, this is a good album. Y'all listen to it. You're going to enjoy <laughs> this, you know? And I had to like, I, I guess like ease them into it. And it's like, come on, it's yeah. the postal service. Yeah. But, but, you but just still, say, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's just, you say it's the guy from uh, Death Cab for Cutie and then they're sold. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you're, there's so many people who are like, I hate house music. It's so boring and monotonous. I'm just like, you love Robin S. Show Me Love. That's house music. Right, right. No, and, and that's, 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 I think, the problem with... <laughs> this is going to sound real dumb, uh, but I, I fully mean it. That's the dumb problem with like mainstream culture in general is that the worst, most like, you know, boring version of every genre of everything is held up as the example of that genre. And then no one likes it, you know, no matter what it is. Like, you know, if someone has never heard rock and roll music, they're going to, I'm not going to name any names, but they're going to hear well, some real- Well, you could real... say Ted, yeah, if you were like, oh, you you would love rock, and then they're like, they heard Ted Nugent or something, they maybe would be like, what? I hate it. It's exactly. awful. And it's like, like no, yeah. no, you, no, it's fine. No, you listen to Ted Nugent. That's why you don't like it. Listen and, 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 to but that, that goes and for <laughs> every single genre. You know, every single genre, the, the primary example of it in the world is a very watered down, lowest common denominator, boring example- and so when people hear that, they're like, oh, I don't like this, you know? And it's, yeah. I, I know it's our society and it's the way our society has been for pff, as long as I've been alive and I'm sure much, much longer than that. But it's just kind of sad because it, it, it gives people the wrong, um, the, the, the wrong, uh, uh, the, the wrong, what's the word for that? <laughs> it gives people the I wrong s- experience, I guess. Uh, of of something, and I'm sure it goes with things like hummus too. You know, <laughs> someone's like, "I hate hummus," and then they 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 just go to the <laughs> store and they get some sabra, and they're like, "What? It's like bean dip?" And you're like, "Well, I guess that one yes. is." But there's other hummus too. <laughs> you know, and don't get me wrong, yes. I like sabra. Sabra is a tasty hummus. <laughs> In this house, we like sabra. Sabra's good. <laughs> sabra's a fine hummus. All I'm saying is. There's there's more in the world, you know. <laughs> totally. Um, speaking of Jimmy Chamberlain, though, I f- I feel like even as a person who I was into drummer, 
And I don't think I was paying too much attention to drummers at that point in my life. But watching him play in the music video, which he probably wasn't even actually playing in the music video, but it looked like he totally was for Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Right. And he's going crazy on those drums. Yeah. And it looks like he has double bass part on that too, double bass drum part. And I'm just, he blew my mind as a drummer. And... I'm, I wasn't even a drummer. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, without going on too much of a tangent, I guess, the thing that's great about Jimmy Chamberlain is he has such world influence. I mean, on Disarm, I mean, all over their hits, there are, there are uh, rhythms that are influenced from around the world that he probably forced on Billy Corgan and they found mm-hmm. their way into these huge, immense pop rock songs. And I think that's, that's why he's so great. Because they're tasteful and they're like shreddy, I suppose. Yeah. But they make a lot of sense. No, no, you're right. Yeah. There, there, there is a depth to their shreddiness, though. Because like um, there are some bands that when I hear them, like, you know, put their foot up on the monitor to get ready to do a guitar solo, I check <laughs> out. I, I reach for that fast forward button. I, I, I go get a drink. Like, I'm not interested in like someone just proving they're virtuosic. You need to do something mm-hmm. else, you know? And I, and I think you're right. I think the Smashing Pumpkins did have that that extra influence. They were bringing in something special from right around the corner. Yes. I'm kind of surprised oh, they got to be as popular as they were. Good for society for letting that happen, you know? <laughs> like, it, it, it didn't happen very often that really great bands were like allowed to be popular, you know? I don't know. I love a good feed their ego moment because like, shit going i saw a kiss live mm. i painted my face like paul stanley i want to see the rock stars you yeah. know sometimes i want to see the big egos sometimes it's like part of the experience for me but i also want to see the 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 prodigal prodigal sons the like super talented but yet not showy offy people um yeah interesting <laughs> i get that yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like how uh, how Weezer they put out two albums back to back. What was the first one called? It was it was their OK Computer, OK Human. That's what it was called. They put out OK Human like earlier this year. I was so year. confused for a second. <laughs> yeah, here. no, 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 no. I, I know. Like, I, it's weird. Wait, that I, their first album is the Blue album, and then you were like OK Computer. I was no, like, no, no, this no. Is not a- <laughs> These are their two latest albums. So um, oh, latest. Okay. So the one that just came out a little bit ago was called OK Human, and that's the one that was um, very like Abbey Road full string section, just kind of like more more um more kind of insular more kind of like um i guess kind of like small and whiny for lack of a better word in a good way mm. i think it's a very good <laughs> album but then their next album is called van weezer and that's the one where they're all like hey we're van halen now and uh, and, and, and like i've heard the first couple did singles did that come out oh i'm it's not, not sure out when it yet, comes though. out honestly but i think I, they keep pushing it back. but but the first couple singles i've heard man they are shredding people's faces off it's just a cheese oh. shredder just like cheese shredding yeah it, 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 <laughs> i like that it's just it, it's just sweeping arpeggios up and down and that's that's cool and all but it's so funny how both things can come from the same band back to back yeah i had no idea about that oh yeah no check out van weezer it's it's uh I mean, it's something like you, you can't blame them for being boring. They're there. They, they try new things. Sweet. What okay. Was that? that was four. That was four. Yes. Dang. On to number three. We're going to switch into my twenties and my teens a little bit. The band is the Stooges and the song is search and destroy. Somebody gotta save my soul. 
Nice. Yeah. This is the oh, this is I, there are many many years of my life where the Stooges were my favorite band for sure. And this is the ultimate bad kid music in my opinion. <laughs> right. It makes me just want to go wild and tear my shirt off like a maniac and just jump around my house. Like Iggy Pop, for example. Like Iggy Pop, <laughs> like Iggy Pop himself. Yes, and uh, uh, there's some energy in this track that has like moved me since I was when I heard it when I was like 16 or something. Right, right. And it's the ultimate, like, the other side of summer. We've been talking about, yeah. like, the memory of summer. This is, like, in the moment of summer. Right. And you're going to MJQ, and on the way to MJQ, you want to get hyped up, you're listening to Search and Destroy. Right. <laughs> Just loud, fun, and dumb. Yeah. The rebellious side of summer. That's right. I'm getting yes. fucked up tonight. I'm going to listen to Search and Destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Scream. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. This song moves me in like a way that a lot of songs I've never been able to do. Even now as an old man, I'm moved by it. <laughs> One of the things that is That's like a, a regret in my life that it's got nothing to do with me. I'm just sad. I'll never get to hear this was, um, uh, I guess. So it's an external regret. I, I regret that life didn't shake out this way. So right after, um, Jack White recorded that album with Loretta Lynn, uh, Van Leer Rose. Then he did that song with, uh, or that album with, gosh, what's her name? She's kind of like rockabilly. Um, don't know who I'm talking about. Wanda, Wanda Jackson? Yes, Wanda Jackson. Okay. He, he did that Wanda Jackson album, kind of the same thing. Just like finding like an old hero of his and producing an album with them and just kind of like introducing them to a newer audience. Another thing he wanted to do was to put out a Stooges album. So he, he oh, contacted wow. Iggy Pop and he was all like, hey, Iggy, Let's do this, like a traditional Stooges album and just fucking rock people's faces off. You know, let's let's do this. And then Iggy, his response was, what, you think I'm some kind of old lady? <laughs> like, no, I'm not oh. doing this. What, you think, I, you think I'm Wanda Jackson? You think I'm Loretta Lynn? No. And so they did. They went off on their own and made their own Stooges album, which I won't comment upon. But, sure. but it's just sad to me that for whatever reason whether it be ego or just bad timing or what, we never got that Jack White produced Stooges revival album. And and now some of the Stooges have died, so we, now we're never going to get it. But um, I, I wish that would have gone differently. I would have loved to have heard that, you know? Me too. Another thing to say about Iggy Pop is he's just one of those like enigmas, like a yeah. punk adjacent pop culture enigma, like, like a Harmony Corinne or someone mm -hmm. like that. It's yeah. just like... The purest, absolute center of art is the most pure, absolutely him thing ever. And beyond into his solo career, which we could talk about for hours. For sure. I just, he's just a hero of mine. Yeah. And, and kind for of sure. un undefinable too. You can't really pin down Iggy Pop. He's going to do whatever he wants. Like if, if you told me when I was younger that like, you know, the song, The Passenger was from the same person who put out Search and Destroy, I'd be like, nah, -uh. <laughs> those those are different things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. One person can't do both of those. That's silly, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. he goes and he does a song with like Peaches too. Right. Yeah, I think his whole career is just defined by not giving a fuck. Yeah. yeah. And doing exactly what he wants to do, which is the most summer thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read um, Please Kill Me? Yes. Oh, I love that book. But yeah, there's some gross and funny things about Iggy Pop in that book mm -hmm. that we won't get into. <laughs> yeah, great book, though. <laughs>
All right. And we're down <laughs> to number two. The band is Mr. Twin Sister. Hey. And the song is Echo Arms. <gasps> You know I love yeah, it. Yeah, this one. I knew you would like this one, Tara. I, I am like such a Mr. Twin Sister super fan. I've been in love with them since I heard them. And this song specifically, I had gone through a little breakup. And I the next week, I went to Mexico with my friends. And that week, Mr. Twin Sister released Echo Arms. And I was having the best time of my life in Mexico with my best friends. And it was like, it's absolutely like a moment for me. Something about their music. They always release at like a pivotal time for me. I don't know what that is. It has nothing to do with me. It's just their own talent and skill. <laughs> but this song is absolutely like a mover and shaker club banger. It's amazing. I love them so much. Uh, I kind of feel like, the way I was talking about Style Council, the, how they do such a good job of blending elements like jazz and soul, R&B and pop, I feel like Twin Sister, Mr. Twin Sister, does the same thing where, you know, they they may have a saxophone or like a, a beat that you, you know, actually one song they have, I think it's called, um, uh, oh, I forget what it's called. It sounds just like a song you would probably hear on Bjork's debut, which is more on the housey side of of Bjork stuff. Yeah, was in in house in the house of something or I forget. Anyways, in the house of now, um, or something. Of, I don't yeah, know. In anyway. the house of yes, in the house, in the house of, of yes, yes. yes. It. Yeah, because it's from the club House of Yes in New York City, which is where they were living at the time. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, they do such a good job of encompassing so many elements of so many different genres, but I love every moment of it. I True. love they it. have They're so skilled at blending like world influences. Like this song is a 4-4 dance song, but there is a timbale set all over the track. And it's amazing, like this Latin influence. It gives it like this swing, but they really don't have any other songs that swing like this one. Every one of their songs is like completely unique. Yeah, every yeah, especially at that point because they also put out Jai, Jaipur, right? Which yep. was kind of more like Indian inspired. Yeah, so good. I love them so much. Good choice. Thank you, Seth. Oh, I, I, I what I've, are you waiting for? I'm on the record <laughs> as saying that I have loved every song I've ever heard from Mr. Twin Sister, but I don't know them well enough. Um, it's just I one know. of those things where it's like, um, you know, it's one of those artists where it's just like, yeah. oh man, I love this. I got to look this up someday, and I haven't gotten around to it yet. But you know, I, I, I every every note, every song I've heard has been absolutely fantastic. Just just have not uh, dove in deep, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tara, were you at 529 the last time they came through? I've been to all of their shows, I think, in Atlanta. So that one was early 19, I think. And I was bartending at 529 and I was working that night. And I basically strong-armed my fellow employees into letting me work the venue bar mm. during Mr. Twin Sister. Oh, but yeah. Then, Is that the one were... where they had sateen? Yes, and, yes. Yeah, that was such a fun show. But when they took the stage, I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not standing right here during my favorite band. So I made a little paper <laughs> sign that said bar closed and like put it there and then went and had like 
the best hour of my life with a bunch of pissed off people that wanted drinks and then <laughs> happily came back and dealt with the aftermath. Right. It right. was such a good time. That's amazing. Yeah. She was dressed as like a cherub or something. She had wings and her mm-hmm. face was painted blue. The singer, Andre, Andrea. Estella. Estella. And, Andrea Estella. Yeah. Yes. And she was in um, Veronica Mars. Is that a TV show? That's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. She was in that. Oh, like as an really? actor? Yeah. Hmm, cool. I had no clue. Yeah. But yeah, this song, I can't say enough about it. And this band specifically. Such a fan. Seth, you should dive in at some point. I think you'll be pleased. I, I think yeah, I'm going to. Is there a specific album that I should start with? Ooh. Well, they kind of have eras, sort of. I, their, yeah. their, their earlier stuff was kind of like whimsical glittery indie rock, I guess. Mm. Really low key. And then as they grew, I think the dance influence happened. Mm-hmm. And their latest LP, Salt, has like up like these up tempo jazz tunes. It has like Indian inspired stuff. And if you didn't have Andrea Estela, it would sound like different groups, but her voice is like the melding factor. Mm. And her melodies are just beautiful and genius, I should add. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would probably start with Salt, their latest salt, one. Salt, yeah. I would start with Salt, I think. Excellent. But it but it sounds like all of their eras are good eras, though. Salt or their self-title is also... I think they both kind of are still this similar. Um, but there's maybe more softer songs on the self-titled from 2014. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Wow. I'm excited. I'm also excited to hear your number one. Okay, I okay. I am so excited. I think I should just say the song and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. The artist is Mariah Carey and the song is Fantasy. Wow. Yeah, this is the most... Ponce de Leon song of all time, and you can't convince me otherwise. Ponce de Leon is like a main strip in Atlanta. Oh, I thought you were like coming up with some kind of like weird metaphor about like the historical figure. Then he's like searching for like the fountain of youth. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I don't think I no, understand no, no. this metaphor. But okay, but the nope. streets, Ponce de Leon. Okay, Ponce de Leon is a street, mm-hmm. and I, a lot of my young years were spent here on North Avenue, which is one block over. Right at various venues and as I got older like clubs like Terrace Dance Night or mm-hmm. like Claremont Lounge or even later Shaka Khan Hacienda which is like this huge outdoor party with a DJ and this song not only is it so much fun I think people from all walks of life when it comes on it, you know all orientations all wherever you come from everyone can get down with fantasy at least I, in Atlanta yeah I wonder if it crosses decades, you know, ages, because it's samples Genius of Love by the Tom Tom Club. Right. Yeah. Which is definitely a summer banger in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, such a catchy hook. Plus the video feels like summer as well. Her just kind of like on like the roller coaster and like running around and dancing and stuff. Like that's a very summery music video as well. Hmm. Yes. Tara used to play the song at Club Soda. And it would just, it would go off. I can't explain it. It's like that ethereal nightlife side of summer. Right, right. It's so much fun. 
the most Man. non-pretentious, fun jam ever. Yeah. Every yeah, every time I hear that song though, uh, and I think this because I have a little brother who loved like Jackie Chan movies, but is with Chris Tucker that movie Rush Hour, right. the scene where the little girl starts singing that song "Fantasy" at the top of her lungs in the back of the car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I I don't even know if I'm remembering it correctly because I don't even know if I've actually seen the movie. And plus, I think there's just, like three or four of them as well. So who knows? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just remember that part with the little girl singing that song. Um, yeah. It's like a scene from a giant blockbuster summer movie too. So right. that's also maybe like a summer, yeah. like part of the summer. I'm sure it was factor. in a lot. I don't know. But cool. she's Mariah Carey is just like seems to be accepted across many uh dividing lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I feel like she's unrivaled when it comes to pure voice. So therefore, I think a lot of people can just like hop on board with that and just be like, no, I mean, clearly she's good. You know, like you can't, you can't really knock her for being a bad singer. I think Whitney Houston gets put in that same camp as well, where it's like, nah, she's good. Like you, you can dislike her genre, but no, they're good at what they do. No question about it. They're icons for for sure. Absolutely. Untouchable. I almost said diva because you know back in the nineties they were calling this they person and that person a diva. diva but then, now yeah. I'm just like, oh, you were just calling the women divas? Like that's acceptable. No, I'm not ever calling anyone a diva anymore. They were icons. Right. Now I remember like VH1 had like a like diva awards or something. Yeah. They were milking that word for like every single They really drop. were. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, now it's so cringy, right? Yeah, that's kind of gross. Right? Remembering that. I didn't re- think it was bad back then, but now I'm just like, how did we let them get away with that? <laughs> it should have been like the powerhouse vocalist. Yeah. Mother effing number one single awards. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but excellent number one. I don't that's think I, great, yeah. No one's going to deny that. And, and, and we've continued No Beach Boys. There we go. Good for us. <laughs> we're, we're the skin of our teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean <laughs> I haven't gotten mine yet, though. So uh, here, I, I will. Um, I'll go gather up my records. Let's take another quick break, and then we'll finish off our top fives. Addiction is a disease that impacts all of us. Whether you, your neighbor, friend, or family member is struggling, everyone feels the pain of addiction. Recovery Centers of America, Monroeville, want you to know that addiction treatment works and recovery is possible. Call 1-888-RECOVERY-NOW for help for yourself or a loved one. Recovery Centers of America have helped thousands of patients across the United States and here in Western Pennsylvania start a better, healthier way of life through their evidence-based in patient and outpatient treatment programs. The caring team of physicians and clinicians at Recovery Centers of America see their patients as so much more than their addiction and are deeply committed to providing expert care with heart. Recovery Centers of America knows that every day in active addiction is a day in isolation, which is why they admit new patients 24-7 year-round. Don't wait. Make the call that can change everything. Call 1-888-RECOVERY-NOW. 
Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah. We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today. You might know me from the seven years I spent as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And since then, I've gone on to star in some of your favorite TV shows and films. And trust me, they're your favorite. Favorite? Okay, Jonah, please be cool. And I'm a longtime music journalist with a fairly niche but very dedicated audience in the punk scene. So, Alt, in our new podcast, How Did We Get Weird, we'll talk about our favorite snacks, shows, and obsessions from growing up with some of our favorite friends, including comedians, musicians, and other A-list celebrities we want to brag that we're friends with. Wow, Vanessa, you're friends with Minnie Driver? Uh, yeah, JK, but she is very cool. We'll have fun and ultimately heartwarming discussions about our formative years and recall some unforgettable memories along the way. Like the time the Jewish Federation called our house during dinner and our dad told them we had converted before hanging up on them. Listen to How Did We Get Weird from Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's a story that captivated the nation. Two brothers and their sister are on the run from authorities tonight. Three close-knit siblings known as the Doherty Gang go on a 15-state crime spree, evading police for eight days. Police say the trio have a stockpile of weapons. Dylan, Ryan, and Lee Grace had nothing left to lose. They're like modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. Now, for the very first time, exclusive interviews with Doherty's from behind bars. This call is from a federal prison. My sister's a crazy one. I was working at two different strip clubs doing a very large amount of drugs. My brother's the muscle. The last time I spoke to my dad, he told me, look out for your little brother. Something I really took to heart. The youngest is the brain. How far would you run for your freedom? There's some things that you just can't take back. You've already started this party, you might as well have fun. And that's what we did. Listen to The Doherty Gang every Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back. Uh, Let's see. Tara has gone. Blake has gone. It's my turn. We're doing top five summer songs. Um, My criteria was... um, I had to kind of like figure out like how to narrow it down. Cause like, kind of like we talked about with like a winter song, what does a summer song feel like to me? Like what is a summer song? And I came up with like a few kind of like adjectives. It needs to be a little light. It needs to be fun. It needs to be bright. And for me personally, it needs to be a little bit shallow. Like, like I don't want it to be too dense with ideas and like complex Mm. emotions and like, even complex instrumentation. Like I, I think I need it to be very direct, very direct, very shallow. And just like, here's some fun for you. You know what I mean? And so I basically songs that if I put, if I, if I was programming a playlist for a barbecue, these are songs that I would put on them. And, and maybe them are for, are for, for different times during the barbecue. Maybe it's summer for when people are arriving. Some is while we're eating. Some is while we're, when we're playing in the pool. Some of it is, is for when I'm starting to wind down the evening and we're sitting around, you know, the little fire pit. Like th- there are different moments, but they all have those same things. Light, fun, bright and a little bit shallow. So, uh, so yeah, 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 that's, that's kind of the, the context for, for where I'm going here. So my number five, uh, let's see. The song is marathon. It's by tennis and it's from the 2011 album Cape Dory. Red, over white, fisherman working at 
All right. I like that choice. Yeah, they have a, the whole band is a summer vibe. Yeah. Um, the, the story of them I find really interesting. So like they're from Denver and then after they graduated college, it's, it's, it's a husband and wife band. After they graduated college, they sold all of their belongings. They bought a sailboat and then they just like sailed around being like cool sailboat people for a while. And then like while they were doing that, um, I've heard different stories. Who knows? I don't know them personally. I've heard that like, <laughs> like one of their only things they had on the boat was it was a guitar. So they just kind of like fooled around and like played songs to keep themselves entertained. And so then when they got back to the shore, they were like, oh, well, we got all these songs. Let's make a band. You know, let's do this. And it turned out so good. And it's it's so funny because like all the songs on the um, on especially that first album, uh, they're all so like boat centric, you know, like they all feel like someone sitting on like, you know, the, the port of a boat, just like staring at what's around them and be like ocean wave, seagull, sandbag, you know, whatever boat, boat shit. <laughs> and, uh, boat shit. <laughs> it, 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 it also has that element that I really dig that I've talked about before on here, which is, um, to me, it's really rare to have something be low key, but upbeat. And where it's just like that very like, it's I, I guess it's like a, a kind of like an indica kind of thing where it's it's like you're 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 hanging low, but you're also kind of happy about it. You know, it's it's upbeat low keyness, low key upbeatness, and um, <laughs> I've brought that up with uh, Mac DeMarco. I've brought that up with uh, Real Estate. I've brought that up with um, Benny Sings. Where it's, it's it's I think it's a very specific vibe that's hard to obtain. And I think tennis obtains it. And I, I honestly, too, another part of them is that um, I think their whole career is worth a listen. I, I know some folks um, only came in during the early part and then uh, then cut out. But I honestly think, think they've gotten better and better and better. I think they're a really wonderful band. And they're actually really good live. I've seen them live. Like I don't think I've ever intentionally gone to see them live. But I've just seen them either opening for acts I like or at festivals and stuff. And every time I've seen them, probably like at least three times, I'm like, wow. Y'all are really good live. <laughs> Congratulations, you know? Yeah. She has such a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And their story is really interesting about, you know, them being husband and wife and going off on a sailing adventure together. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. I'm just, I'm a fan of their tracks. Yeah, for sure. And, and no, they, they had a hot minute in like the blog scene where like before their album came out, where it was just like, oh shit, Coke Machine Glow is going to be talking all about this, you know? I mean, yeah. So I used to write for uh, an all lady blog in Atlanta called Sorry Darling. And I wrote about Twin Sister when I first heard of them, their first album. And I wrote about Tennis nice. and I wrote about Quadrant. And yeah, like, I think, yeah, it's been so long since I've listened to them though. But that whole blog era, like they're putting out some great stuff. There's some great music back then. It, it was also really, it was, yeah. it was a fun time too, when like blogs were breaking bands and also mm-hmm. the fact that like you didn't need an album, you just needed one really killer track on a blog and you were good to go. Like yeah. um, I remember bands like uh, Sleigh Bells and uh, Colts and stuff like Colts. that, where it's like, yeah, you got a killer single. Yeah, you ended up on a blog I like. Awesome. You're good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've got at least a two album deal now. Congrats. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. tennis is tapping into that whatever uh, Steely Dan is tapping into as well. Like you <laughs> yeah. said, the, the mellow uh, yet upbeat. It's yeah. like a relaxing upbeatness yeah. about them. I, all their tracks have like a vibe like that. For sure. For sure. That's true. That's so true. And I, I, I bet someone would easily describe tennis as like 70s am radio you know so 
Yeah, yeah. I do I do think that all ties in together. Uh, I'm okay, I'm gonna change genres drastically now. Well, actually, maybe not that drastically. Uh, my number four. Uh, I'm gonna go real specific. So I don't know if uh, if y'all will have memories of this like I do. Um, the song is Princess Castle 1987. It's by Peach Kelly Pop, and it's from her 2015 album Peach Kelly Pop Three. <laughs> I, I can never tell with certain musicians. Do people know who Peach Kelly Pop is, or is this just me? Is that the Japanese music that you, um, you and Puma Shock were talking about once? No, that was Kiari Pamu Pamu. But you're right; they both have like the same letters, the K's and the P's. That's really oh. funny. <laughs> but yeah, hers is K P P Kiari Pamu Pamu, and this is Peach Kelly Pop P K P. So that's funny oh. that you connected them. But no, these are very different. But <laughs> oopsie, I don't know. I don't um, know it. Peach Kelly Pop. She was. Um, she used to be on Burger Records back in the day. Um, it's uh, you know obviously Burger Records has had an astronomical downfall oh, over the past yeah. year, and sure, it's it it's fucking awful. The, the, if you look into it, like nothing came good from that. Like it's it's really unfortunate because like the artists who had nothing to do with the scandals were completely fucked out of a record label. And the artists who did have something to do with all of the terrible mistreatment of women, et cetera, et cetera, are obviously complete fucking scumbags. So it's like it's Ugh. a no-win situation. I guess like yeah. the, the only upside no, I'm not gonna say there's an upside, but like there were some <laughs> Burger Records artists like um Chai who, because Burger Records went away, now they're on like Sub Pop. So it's like, oh, hey, way to go. Now you get to be on Sub Pop. So I don't even know if I I can say that's a good thing that came from it, but whatever, whatever. Fucking Burger Records ruined (laughs) a big chunk of my discography. And um, anyway, Peach Kelly Pop, she used to be on Burger Records back in the day. So because of that, she was a part of that whole like Bay Area garage rock revival, kind of like the OCs kind of vibe, you know? And... um, yeah, she just had this like really great kind of like power pop sound, uh, super lo-fi, really fun, really direct, really influenced by like Red Cross, stuff like that. And ah, um, it's so much fun, so fast, so energetic. Like she's the kind of artist where she's released multiple EPs where the entire EP fits on a seven inch record. Like that's the kind of like fun, energetic, like pop, power pop, garage rock vibe. And it's um it's wonderful. I really, really dig her. But I recommend very heavily all of her albums. But in particular, she has a trilogy named after herself. Peach Kelly Pop 1, Peach Kelly Pop 2, Peach Kelly Pop 3. And each one, her fidelity gets just a little bit higher. Like the first one, you can totally tell it's just like her by herself, like, you know, recording into like a standard like four track cassette. And then by like the third one, like, oh, hey, let's check you out. You got a, you got a studio. Good for you, you know? And um, it's just fun to hear the progression. And she's just a, a killer artist that I really dig. That's cool. All right. Number three. Um, this song was a, a perfect example of just like dumb and fun. And the artist, like, I swear he always had a smile on his face anytime I ever saw him. And uh, he went away for a long time, but he's starting to come back under a new name. My number three is Cash Machine by Drum from his 2016 album Big Baby Drum. All I hear is since that check came in. I love it when you talk to me. My cash machine. My cash machine. I love it when you talk. 
Wait, ah. is this drum, drum, well, I call him dram, like cha-cha? Broccoli? Yes. Oh. <laughs> now, personally, I, 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 I've I, been told to pronounce it drum, but I could be completely wrong. But yes, we are talking about know. the same I person. I just call him dram, but I didn't, <laughs> no one's ever told me how to pronounce it, so I'm just going off of. I was told to pronounce it like drama, but remove the last A. Oh. I, could, I, I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. But um, no, he's so cool. Like, I, like he's just such a smiley, fun, pop-centric dude. And it's crazy. Um, literally right now, because um, he's on, this is he's only, he's only ever released one album. This one album Shelley. called Big Baby Drum. Yeah, now he's going by Shelly FKA Drum, which is pretty cool. And he's he's much more R and B now instead of like mm. he was more like party hip hop before, and now he's like going more yeah. into like the uh, more soulful, more like you know leaning a bit more towards like weekend style R and B, which is pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah. I also have not heard this one, but this is why I come to this record store. It's Wait, a fun what? hit. Great oh, recommendation. Cash Out. Cash Out was the song? No, no, Cash Machine. Cash Machine. Cash Machine was the song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's another cool uh, thing about him. He had so many fun singles. Uh, uh, Blake, yeah. one, like the way he got introduced to the world, speaking of like blog hits. So he made this one song called Cha Cha. Where he took, I like to cha cha. Yeah, he took this. Oh, okay. He took a sample from um, Super Mario World, and uh, specifically from Star mm-hmm. Road, and he just kind of like made this like you know song on top of it. And then Beyonce thought it was really cool, so she tweeted about it, and it blew the fuck up because Beyonce tweeted about it. And well, so, sure. so yeah, then he had a career, but he couldn't sell this song because he sampled. Super Mario Brothers in it, and he couldn't get the rights to any of that shit. Oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this. So, wow. so the, the version that actually made it out into like on his album, he had to completely re uh, uh, re-record and change like you know the, the 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 notes and blah 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 for the song Cha Cha. So if you go to on YouTube and search like Drum Cha Cha Original, you can hear the original Mario version that someone you know posted illegally. But um, wow! But yeah, oh, I can't wait. It, it's it's he's 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 just a fun loving dude, or at least he was back then on his first album. Now he's got this new album coming out where it seems like he's going to be a bit more serious. But uh, on that first one, it's it's party central. <laughs> party central, dope. Yeah, I mean, he does still. I know oh, we keep going to Chacha. I'm sorry because that's the song I know. But he kept the little like coins on it. Ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I but, feel but, like I remember in the hearing ori- that. In the original, he used the like literal sound effect from the Super Mario yeah. Brothers game. And so like, yeah, then he has like a fake coin sound in the like the officially released version. Both are good. I think they're cool. both good songs. And then also, this is unrelated, but I just find it interesting. Then when um, uh, Drake put out his song Hotline Bling, it's everyone was song. like, fuck you for stealing Drom's song. It's like <laughs> and- the same line. And then... And then Erica Badu used that same sound too for hers, which is uh, cellular, cellular actually, right? Something like that. But but yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not gonna fight them no. on this. But uh, it is, it, it's an, it's an interesting side note at least. What's cash? The cash one about cash, cash machine. Money. Cash um, machine. <laughs> uh, that one's really cool. It's basically how he's talking about like. Um, uh, no one liked him before, and then he got rich, and now everyone likes him. And um, Kale is old as time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, one of the main parts, which I really dig, is uh, a sound effect that, that gets dropped often, is the sound of like a cash machine, you know, shooting out a bunch of bills, like that sound. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, he's like, you know, yes, you like my cash machine. 
etc. Cash machine, and it's uh, it's great. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's just, it's it's very much like a get everyone up and happy at a uh, barbecue. You know, that's the kind cool. of song it is. <laughs> I'm stoked. I had no idea. It's, it's the queen mother herself, Beyonce, tweeted it. I feel like I have to go and listen. Oh yeah, no, no. He and honestly, uh, just go to YouTube, type in his name, D R A M Dram, and look up his videos. He's made a lot of really cool videos, and and I think also he has a lot that are more popular than this song. Like, um, he had this song with Lil Yachty called uh, "Broccoli." I think Tara mentioned it Broccoli, before. Broccoli, yeah. Broccoli is a it was a big hit for him too, and also tons of fun. And and plus this guy, uh, look look up his album cover too, um, for a Big Baby Dram. He's just a smiley dude. It's just like him, like hugging his dog. That's the yeah. cover. It's, yeah, it's just adorable. <laughs> okay, I know the broccoli. Album. So yeah, yeah. The album cover is so good. The dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my number two. Um, this is number one two. actually. We we um there, there's like certain artists that for some reason when we're on our uh, Discord page for this record store. Um, uh, if anyone in the store hasn't been to it before, go to our Record uh, Store Society website, which is recordstoresociety.com. And there's a button for the Discord. And that's where like everyone who hangs out in the record store just kind of chit chats with each other. Well, every once in a while, someone will just like bring up an offhand band like, hey, y'all, is anyone else here like blank? And then magically, I think everyone in the store thought they were the only person that liked it. And then magically, it's like, what? You like them too? And then someone's like, what? You <laughs> yeah. like them too? And it's just... It, it it gets a buzz for like a day. Yeah. And that that that, that moment happened with um, this artist. So uh, this is my number two. The song is Dreams Tonight by Always from their 2017 album Antisocialites. If I saw you on the street. Nice. I love that song. Oh yeah, and and always. And um, if if anyone's just listening to me and doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's spelled always a l v v a y s, but it's pronounced always, and the two v's make a w. And um, yeah, I I can't remember who brought it up first on the Discord channel, but someone brought up brought up always, and then everyone else is like, oh shit, let's talk always, man. How about this element? Yeah. How about that element? And then like for like a day, everyone was just sharing all their favorite always memories and their favorite songs and their favorite albums and all all this stuff, favorite guitar parts, and it's moments like that that I really dig the Discord where it does give that that outlet of like, oh, I thought I was the only one, and it's not, you know, it's 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 a much bigger world. Yeah, you can follow the record store on Instagram too, where there's a link to the website and the Discord channel. It's uh, at Record Store Society. Yeah. 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 And um, I, man, this band, so good. So good. Just, I mean, there's no, there's nothing about them I don't like. And and once again, I feel like they have that like low key but upbeat vibe again. Like this is like it, like the evening. For sure. This song, the uh, Dreams Tonight one, is like. It's getting later in the evening. Everyone's kind of relaxing. You know, you've had a few drinks. You're sitting around the pool. It's starting to get a little cool out. You know, maybe someone starts a little fire. And, like, it's um, it's the wind down song. But, uh, man, oh, man. Great band. Didn't um, she went to an island to write the lyrics for that album? That makes sense. I, I believe. So I wonder if that has, um, although I don't know if it was, like, you know, because if it was maybe like a Vancouver Island or something, maybe it wasn't like a hot summer or something. I, I, I believe she's from the East Coast of Canada. That's what I think I know. 
And um, that's actually that's funny. That two two of my artists on my list are from Canada. Um, uh, Peach Kelly Pop is also a Canadian artist from like I think Ottawa, oh. I believe. But um, but you know, yeah, I, I believe she is from like the Nova Scotia oh, yeah. area or something like that. And yeah. And so because of that, yeah, there, there's a lot of awesome little islands around there. So maybe that's the kind of island she went to. I love Always. And I'm a, such a fan of, I, I don't know, please tell me, I don't know what you call the, the genre. I think I would call it Jangle Pop, right? But Jangle I Pop. I just call it Indie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Indie Pop. Yeah. That's Indie Pop. Yeah. But but no, it's, it's perfect stuff. Yeah. Because I think tennis is this sort of, associated with that so maybe like beach fossils and so on and so on yeah oh, yeah the whole genre is very summery for sure for sure love it relaxed like um yes uh, like, like i've said before i'm not i'm not from the south but i've embraced a few things about the south that i think are truly wonderful and one of my favorites is on a hot summer day uh going down the chattahoochee river on something inflatable <laughs> That is a wonderful element, and this is the kind of this is the kind of music I would want playing. If, I, if I'm, if I'm Chattahoochee, I love floating down the Chattahoochee. Well, usually in a <laughs> kayak or in like a, an inner tube or something like that. You something know? where your skin doesn't touch the E. coli yes, infested that's waters. What I was say. As I said, I think you might be an honorary redneck. Oh, oh absolutely, I absolutely. I think no, Alan, I, yeah, I fully Alan Jackson that. would be. Alan Jackson would be proud. Way down under on the Chattahoochee. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no, th- th- there are a, a few things about the South I really enjoy. I really, I, I've embraced the word y'all, you know, it's gender neutral. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. inclusive. I like the word y'all. Yeah. Uh, sweet potato pie, delicious. Uh, collard greens. Uh, there might Let's be, go. There might be other things too, but uh, <laughs> but there, there, there are some great things about the South that I've fully embraced. And one of them is floating down the Chattahoochee River on a hot summer day. I think it's it's wonderful. And, and this is the kind of song I want Dreams Tonight by Old You want to hear Dreams Tonight? Yeah, always sounds like when you're floating down the river and the sun is like sparkling on the water. Yeah. The audio version of that. Yes. That's style council long hot summer. <laughs> that's exactly how that sound sounds. It's like, like it does All the right. shimmer sound right at the beginning of that song. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. And now we're going to bring it down to my number one. I, <gasps> and then this one I think what? is going to put us in the same category as when Blake was talking about the Stooges. Kind of the... um. Young, fun, dumb, and like fast and loud, you know? And um, this album to me is just the quintessential summer album. But this song in particular is kind of the the height of it. The song is Post Acid by Waves, and it's from the 2010 album King of the Beach. I'm digging it. That's such a cool choice. It's it's yeah. so simple. Like there's nothing there's nothing complex about it. And that's that's kind of what I was talking about with like shallow, where it's just like, nah, it's just it's just good rock and roll. You 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 wrote some good songs, you're performing them well, and you're you're laying it down exactly as you found it. Great job, you know? Totally. Like unabashed, yeah, just straight nasty or I don't know what nasty rock and roll music. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny to me too, where like, um, I remember, uh, I, I didn't put this together until I saw the documentary. Um, I'm a big fan of this guy's music, but I hate saying his name out loud. So I'm only going to say it once. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Jay Retard. Absolutely love, love, love his music. Mm, and, um, there was this amazing documentary about him called, um, better than something I want to say is what the documentary was called. 
But anyway, in it, they talked, of course, because unfortunately, Jay died at a very early age, far too young, that um, they had to talk to, like, you know, the people around him, his band members, family, friends, et cetera, et cetera. And when they talked to his bass player, it, it it's this guy, his name is Stephen Pope. It's the exact same bass player from Waves. And I never put that together until I saw the documentary, because when you see him playing with um, in Jay's band... It's um, he's way, super duper young, like he's like barely out of high school, probably, and he just looks like this weird, like nerdy little kid. And then he's, of course, you know, grown up quite a bit, and you know, now he's in waves and looks like a guy who's in waves. <laughs> but it's um, that lineage makes sense in my mind. You know, the fact that someone that would have played with Jay back in the day went on to make an album like King of the Beach, and also uh, King of the Beach was co-written with uh, Zach Hill, the uh, drummer from, um, let's see, from uh, Death, uh, Death Grips. Grips and from Hella and um, ILY really? and all these other groups. But yeah, Zach Hill had apparently a very heavy hand in uh, writing King of the Beach as well. Good Lord, you guys are like music historians. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I, I love when one thing leads to another leads to another because you can one kind of like see the DNA, that. you know? Do what you Ooh, want. Say? say what you <laughs> something. Say something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Seth. Yeah. Which came first? Waves are always when you were building your list because there's two V's in this oh, title, you're and right. I wonder. I wonder if one like subconsciously you were inspired from one because it had the two two V's. I, I definitely thought of Waves first, in particular because of like the title track and first track off King of the King of the Beach is the song where he's just screaming King of the Beach, and it's King just like, come beach. on, how do yeah. you how do you not put that on a summer list? But then I that, remembered that yeah. I like the song Post Acid better. Um, also, this is tangent on tangent on tangent. When uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie came out, they made this little animated short to be like a prequel to it that they played on Adult Swim this one night. And uh, they used this song, Post Acid, in that little animated special on Adult Swim. Oh. And I believe it's called Scott Pilgrim vs. The Animation. I'm sure you can find it online or on a DVD bonus feature or something. And uh, it's cool. it's perfect use. Like, that's another one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, Waves is total sex bob music. Like, that's <laughs> that slots <laughs> in are. perfectly. Yeah. So, um, anyway, anyway, that that is my list. None of us did the Beach Boys. Good for us, everyone. Yay. Oh, man. No I obvious go, picks for us. <laughs> my, I have some obvious picks on my short list. Though. Hit, hit us with it. Here, let's let, let, let's go short uh, list. All right. Okay. Okay. I really wanted to put this one in my top five, but it's just just right, just right under Majorlands. B 52s Rome. Yeah. It makes me think of going on road trips. Rome. Yeah. Man, um, and then B 52s feels very summery. Love true. Shack, That's Rock true. Lobster. Love Shack, yeah. Rock Lobster. Shoot, you're the, right. Those are all summery jams. Yeah. Dang, I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Um, Nana Cherry, Buffalo Stance. Right, that's a good one. Um, here's the so obvious one. DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, Summertime. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is such a summer song, and it says it. So clearly, like I definitely think about that one. Rod Stewart, Young Turks, mm. Young Hearts Be Free Tonight. Sorry, yeah. you getting me singing a lot of these songs. <laughs> um, Soul to Soul, Back to Life, um, and Don Henley, Boys of Summer. Mm. Classic oh, yeah. summer song. Yeah, that's one of those like. Uh, that's one of those like you don't want to admit it, but it's like ah, oh, it's like no, the, it is no. a summer song. 
You put that. Uh, maybe I don't. I play that <laughs> at MJQ. You get the entire room singing, uh, brown skin shining in the sun. That that line, like everyone singing that line, man. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun time. How about you, Blake? What's on your short list? Okay, uh, so this one it crushed my soul to not include it because I think it's so summery. Delight groove is in the heart. <gasps> yes, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Uh, we also got some Jamiroquai, Virtual Insanity didn't quite make the cut. Right. Uh, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yes. Like, uh, Wait, did you see them at Shakinis? Were you there? No, I was in Japan that year, oh, but man. I wish I could have. So Yeah, good. I'll, I'll conclude it there. That'll be my short list. But there were some really hard ones. My My thoughts were probably on like 30 songs or more. Right, right. Yeah, I I had so many. I just was like top of the dome like immediately these are the ones i would obviously pick and then of course like i feel like beastie boys should be on there but it's not yes yeah it's like so uh, many so many which, all of 90s hip-hop was, <laughs> oh, was, yeah. All, yeah, was all every- over my was all over my list like california california yeah. i mean out i had some outcasts that barely didn't make it for sure yeah. <laughs> Just select so all, many. drag, drop. That's yeah. Yeah, all yes, of it in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a couple from mine. Um, let's see. Uh, in the, still in the genre of like having a good barbecue and just some like fun, loud, dumb music. Uh, Fat Belly by Homeboy Sandman. Uh, Squeaky Tiki by The Coat Hangers. Still one of my oh, yeah. favorite songs of theirs. Um, Pineapple Princess by Annette Funicello. Um my wife and I were watching this movie called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, it's the new Kristen Wiig movie. It's very good. And um, in it, this song has a needle drop. And my wife and I were both immediately just like, what the fuck is this? So we went out of our way. And yeah, the album is called uh, Hawaiianette. And she put out in like the 1960s originally. And it's just Annette Funicello doing like kind of corny 60s, um, like tiki, you know, Hawaiian music and it's great. Uh, anyway, so that that's where that came from. There is a movie from the eighties called Back to the Beach, and it was one of my oh, yeah. favorites as a kid. And I've Annette seen that movie a lot. In it. Yeah, Frankie Avalon, but they were like the parents, so they're grown, but they had kids and like Lori Loughlin, who's in jail now. Paul Rubens is in it. It's so good. One of my favorite parts Anyways. about that movie <laughs> is that the um, the son of Frankie and Annette, he like becomes like a punk. And just like that dumb oh, bastardization yeah. of oh, punk yeah. culture in mainstream cinema is always so funny to me. It just yeah, always looks always, so terrible. <laughs> they always miss. Yeah. <laughs> He's like on the beach wearing all leather, like head to toe. And oh, yeah. everyone's like, whatever, Bobby or whatever his name is. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to be here. Sorry. I, I don't even really remember any of those. But no, no, it's it's a good movie. I, I stand I stand it's behind so you on that. Good. Yeah. And then a couple more, uh, Lust for Life by Girls. Love that song. And uh, another one, uh, California by The Rentals. Uh, such a good song. I actually thought that song was a Weezer song for most of my life. Wait, and what? The called- Rentals? Not California by, uh, what's the... Uh- uh, the OC song? No, Jason, I, I, I don't know that song. Um, what was Jason that? Uh, California? The Rooney. Jason, right? Was it Rooney? Uh, Rooney? Mraz? Rooney, Rooney. It was Rooney. Wait, no. Yeah. Is yeah, it, it Rooney? Was, it was Rooney. Is it oh, Rooney? Phantom yeah, Planet. I think Rooney. Or was it Phantom Planet? Phantom Planet. Phantom Planet? Yeah. Yeah, because Phantom Planet was Jason Schwartzman. Rooney was the other Schwartzman. Yeah. Yes. Okay, anyway. Um, but no, California by The Rentals. It was um, a B-side. Uh, of the rentals. It was on like this like weird one-off compilation EP tiny thing. 
And it's so fucking good. And I had it on just a burnt CD that I had made of just Weezer B-sides. Because, of course, like Napster had like mislabeled it, (laughs) you know? I think (laughs) I had the same thing. So I've probably heard it. I'm going to have to... I mean, because it's got Matt Sharp doing his like falsetto Weezer voice. So it sounds like a Weezer song. But it's not. It's a song by The Rentals. So all credit to them. And anyway, so that'll conclude that. Um, here, one last thing we got to do before we lock up the store for the night. Employee recommendation shelf. Tara, what do you got to put up there? So today it was really rainy in Atlanta. And so I found this album that came out in 2021 um, by this woman named Karina Walker. It's kind of like part acoustic, part ambient. Um, and the album is called Waking the Dreaming Body. My hands are on the glass Cut me And it's really good. I really like it. Um, Yeah, like I said, uh, acoustic, kind of ambient. It reminds me of like Adrian Linker from Big Thief meets like Jessica Pratt, but like less of a warbly voice. Mm, Yeah. It's very nice. I like it. Nice. I, I love all those Sounds artists nice. you just said, so I'm into it. I'll flip yes. that um, Let's see. Uh, recently, I've been listening to this really good album. Uh, the album is called Patriarchy, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled P-A-T-R-E-E-A-R-C-H-Y. It just came out this year in 2021, and it's by Jess Joy. Uh, Jess Joy used to be in that band uh, Moon Honey, and, but this is like her like debut solo album. Uh, it's produced by Greg Sonnier of Deerhoof. So come on, come on. <laughs> Fucking Deerhoof makes everything better. And um, this is how I would describe Jess Joy. Uh, picture like a freeway and on one side you got Tune Yards and on the other side you got St. Vincent. She's somewhere on that road, okay? Like somewhere in between those two sounds. Because it, it, it's got kind of that like... Um, kind of like that drama school kid, like acting kind of music, you know what I'm talking about? Like where it's just sort of like performative in a way. And, and I'm mm-hmm. not putting it down. I'm just saying that's kind of like the vibe it's got. Uh, similar to like, I would say a tune yards in a St. Vincent has, you know, where it does feel like it's almost like a bit of a performance more than just like a natural, here's what's coming out of me kind of a song. And um, I really enjoy it. I think it's uh, some good music. Check it out. Just Joy, Patriarchy, just just came out recently. Uh, how about you, uh, Blake? Anything you want to pop up on that wall? Yeah, today on the drive-in was pretty gloomy, so I was listening to Pile. Mm-hmm. Uh, the record is a hair shirt of purpose, if you don't know it. I don't know much about them. I think they're on Sub Pop. They have a lot of releases. Um it's sort of like down tempo, open tuning, um, whatever you might call that genre. That's like adjacent to noise rock, but mellow, right. like uh, like unwound. Kind of like math rock or something. No, more mellow, like unwound. If you ever mm. got into them, or like lungfish, right? Uh, sort of, or slint is a good one, right? Mm. Yeah, sort yeah. of a a modern slint. It's almost like a like, heavy slow core, you know. 
Because slowcore has its own sound over with like bedhead and like low and stuff like that. And then there's like doom metal that's like over there. And it's kind of in between the two, you know, where it's still heavy, but it's also melodic, but it's also slow. Yeah, but this one, no, this one, it's they're more like songs. Because mm. um, it definitely fits like with the sub pop ethos. They're like kind of mm-hmm. alternative. Um, and they're and they're like introspective, but not I wouldn't say heavy, but certainly rocking like with guitars and stuff. Right, right. Cool. Kind of like Amer- like American football ish. Ooh, loosely. I think the closest thing I could come up with is like Polaris or like oh. Unwound. Speaking of Pete and Maybe. Pete. Oh, good. That's right. Polaris. Good old Pete and Pete. <laughs> Best summary show in the whole wide world. That episode where they have, uh, like, to me, it felt like a, a fucking feature film. Is there, 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 um, Pete and Pete, what we did on our summer vacation episode. And uh, no, it's like 20 minutes, you know? We were just dumb <laughs> kids. Anyway, <laughs> um, the the day is over. We got to lock up. But uh, one more time, uh, I, I want to remind uh, anyone who's in the store, June 9th, the album is Tangerine. It's by BG.FM. That's Blake Gamble's uh, musician name. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. You know? Yeah. Um, um, now, um, uh, wh- where should people look if they're trying to find it? There are so many outlets. Where, where should people try to find your album? Uh, it's co- it's going to be on digital stream. If you want to purchase, it's going to be on Bandcamp. Excellent. And if you want to follow along, it's uh, on Instagram at bg.fm. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, well, cool. Well, I, I, I can't wait to hear the whole thing. I love the first single. It's going to be great. It's going to be tons of fun and everyone should listen up. Uh, so that's it for our record store, everyone. Uh, extra big thanks to you, Blake, for coming in. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to everyone else who came in It here. was a blast. Thank you for coming. We mean that. Uh, now, uh, we've got to close the doors, so you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Happy <laughs> trails, everyone. Until we meet again. Record Store Society is hosted by Tara Davies and Seth Nicholas Johnson. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to recordstoresociety at iheartmedia.com. Or you can find us on all your favorite social media sites with the handle at Record Store Society. Record Store Society is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now to speak with a treatment advisor. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals and recovery support specialists. At RCA's state-of-the-art camp in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs like PRIZE, a unique program for people who have been in recovery but have relapsed. Here, you won't have to start from step one. You'll build off the knowledge you've previously acquired in treatment and focus on the areas of your recovery that need improvement. RCA answers the phone and accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most major insurance providers. Don't wait. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Hi, I'm Jen Kirkman, host of the Anxiety Bites podcast. 
Take a weekly deep dive into anxiety as I share stories from my decades of anxiety disorders and recovery, as well as candid and down-to-earth interviews with esteemed experts in the field of anxiety who are here to help us all have our anxiety bite less. Subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the coldest of cold cases. Five women murdered and mutilated in Victorian London. But trust me, everything you think you know about Jack the Ripper and his victims is wrong. I'm historian Hallie Rubenhold, and when I went back into the records, it became clear that the real story of those murdered women is richer and far more disturbing than we'd ever been told. Listen to Bad Women, The Ripper Retold, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.